As a podcaster, are you feeling stuck when it comes to figuring out how to actually monetize your show? Well, in this episode, I'm gonna break down the fundamental steps that you need to follow in order to start generating revenue. Hey everyone, welcome to Impact Podcaster Academy. My name is Alec Hassan and I help podcasters create more impact and income with their podcast without them needing to rely on getting sponsors or going viral. Now, back when I started to really go all in with trying to make a full-time career of creating content online, my assumption was that you know if I could make just like a whole lot of high quality content and just put it out into the world consistently, then I would get like a really large following get a whole lot of views and people would just start, they just start giving me money. And literally that was my general assumption for how this whole online thing worked. But after spending many years generating zero dollars with my content, I was able to turn things around and make more in six months online uh, than I was able to do over the past like three years combined of when I had started making content online. I was able to do it by simply applying the framework that you're gonna be learning in this episode. So the framework that I used, it's one that I noticed other people were using online and they were either using it unknowingly or they were purposefully trying to hide it from others because they, they just didn't want others to be successful, which is kind of, kind of not cool. <laughs> but after working with a couple mentors and studying behind the scenes as to how others were succeeding with their content, I put together this simple framework that just about any podcaster can use in order to see success. So if you wanna make massive impact in your audience's lives while also making some really great income as well, then you're gonna love this episode. So typically uh, podcasters, when they begin this journey, they'll go down one of two paths and these paths lead to just one thing. It leads to them feeling burnt out and having little to no results to show for all their hard work and effort. So the first path is a road where podcasters will continue to just kind of pump out content continuously, believing that this will eventually lead to someone just like giving them money. Then there's a second path where podcasters are making their content, but they use it to point people towards a single product or service that they offer. And then they hope that you know, people will just continue to buy this, this one thing that they offer. And behind the scenes, you know, they could just kind of sit back and relax. They're like, yeah, I'm getting money because people are just continually buying this single thing that I put out there. But the reason why both of these approaches fail is because at its core, the focus is purely transactional. You're either caring, <clears throat> caring only about the downloads or you're caring only about the purchases that the people are, are, are making on your products. But if you shift the focus to caring more about giving your audience a positive transformation, then you'll be able to change the person's life for the better. And they'll want to follow you for what, they'll want to follow you and, and continue to support what you do for longer. And you could generate some income more quickly with it as well. So by shifting from transaction focused to transformation focused, you'll be able to charge more, you'll be able to get more followers, and you'll be able to retain followers for longer. Now, the way I like to think about this is by relating it to like a roadmap or like when an adventurer goes on like this journey and they gotta follow like the treasure map or something like that. Uh, but this roadmap, it's not for you. It's actually for your audience. It's a map that It'll meet, it's a map that'll meet your audience where they are currently at, and then it begins to point them 
to different milestones in their journey that'll help bring them closer to where they wanna go. Now, I started calling this framework the transformational journey. And when I began to implement this, I didn't experience like major results overnight or anything like that. But by adding this framework into my approach for running my podcast, this is what helped this is what helped lead me to make over $12,000 in like less than six months. So here are the steps that I took for it. The first step was I started by researching where my audience was in their current journey in life. You know, how could I help to transform their lives for the better for free right where they're at? And that's the important thing. It's got to be for free right where they're at. Get them immediate results. Then I would ask, okay, what kind of product or what kind of opportunity could I offer my audience for a small fee that would give them specific results that will point them in the right direction? Now, the small price, this isn't to make a lot of money off of. You got to think of it more like a filter. It's going to filter out people who are actually serious about seeing real change in their lives versus those who don't. Because most of the time, people who pay are going to be people who pay attention are people that are actually very serious about getting a certain result. So first step, identifying where the audience is at, how you can help them for free. Second step is now pointing them further, helping them further in the journey, but putting a small price tag associated with it. Now the third step is then you begin to look at this group of people who bought from you and then kind of start asking, you know, what's the next logical step that they would need to take in their journey to see even greater transformation in their lives? And at that point, you would then offer that to them, but it would be at a higher price tag because you're going to be providing way, way more value than you did prior. And then the fourth step is you just begin to continue to rinse and repeat. And what you're essentially left with is this like roadmap. You know, if you wrote it all out, you'll see like this roadmap, or you can call it the transformational journey for how you can deeply impact your audience's lives. So a lot of the mentors that I have worked with they did things very similar. Like, so this one guy, for example, I found him on YouTube. It was a YouTube video. Uh, it was very, very informative. I began listening to their podcast. I subscribed to it. Eventually, I bought two of their books. They offered a conference, um, a couple of in-person meetups. And I considered going to those, you know, buying tickets to go to those things, but I just never had the chance. But then an opportunity came up where, where I could participate in this, like, three-day weekend retreat. And I was like, oh, snap, that sounds pretty cool. And then I jumped at it. But I did so because of all the value and transformation that I was experiencing prior. So I'll actually show you an example of how I, how I apply this in my own podcast. So I have uh, free content that I give out every week on my podcast. At the end of each episode, and this was like when I had first started my podcast, uh, but at the end of each episode in the beginning, I was telling people that they could buy my free book. Or, well, they could get my free book. All they would have to do is just pay for shipping and handling. And then after someone would buy it, I gave them the chance to get the audiobook version. And for a lot of people, that's pretty valuable because they could be listening to the content and they could be doing other activities, chores, things around the house, and still be getting a lot of uh, great value from that. And then the next thing, yep, I offered another thing. The next thing that I offered uh, was resources that would then further enhance my audience's journey. And it, it included things like like video series, it was more PDF downloads, worksheets, things on like goal setting, time management, things like that. And then last but not least, I offered the most valuable thing that I could think of at the time, which was a, a masterclass that covered all the content in the book and included 
a lot more information as well, more details, more examples and stories of things, stuff that like I just couldn't include in the original version of the book. And this was essentially the transformational journey that I offered my audience that allowed my listeners to continue to ascend without me needing to like beg them to, to buy these different things or beg them to donate. And it also didn't require me to have a large following as well. So if you're thinking like, oh man, I don't know if this is going to work for my type of podcast because my cod- podcast is purely entertainment. Um, well, I just want to say like, I can assure you that this really will work for yours too. It doesn't matter if it's education or entertainment. Um, because you see, like whether you're an educational podcast or an entertainment podcast, a transformational journey can still be applied to what you do. All it takes is just like a slightly different approach. You just got to pivot, pivot it a little bit. So, for example, when you look at celebrities and the way that their brand is structured, they will typically create a lot of great content for free. That allows them to get the most exposure and to build their following. A uh, great example of this I saw is with uh, Tiffany Haddish. You know, early in her comedy career, she did a lot of free stand-up shows and comedy clubs. She built up her skills and her fan base. And then she was part of projects and TV shows which required people to be, you know, if they wanted to see those, they had to be subscribed to different streaming services in order to watch that. But this content that she did with the TV shows and the different miniseries, it provided a lot more value. So, you know, people who liked her content, you know, they didn't really mind. Like, okay, well, I got to get HBO to see that. All right, fine. There's other cool stuff on that as well. Um, And then soon, you know, she was in movies and that required people to pay even more per minute to watch her content than than if they did if they just stuck with watching a TV show. And eventually, uh, she went back to doing stand-up. So then people could pay to see her live in person. The thing that's really cool is my fiance and I, we actually had gone to see her do stand-up live. And And for those who saw her perform live, if you paid extra, you'd get a photo with her too. So, you know, since we're Tiffany fan, Tiffany, Tiffany Haddish fans, there we go, uh, you know, kind of jumped on that opportunity. We got a photo with her. And the thing that was crazy is after we paid to get the photo with her, and then after we got the photo with her, her, her manager comes up and she's and the manager's like, hey, um, you know, if you, if you want to attend an after party with Tiffany and everyone else, uh, you're welcome to, you know, we're selling tickets for this after party. Just let us know. It's only for those who uh, bought the photo things right here. Now, we didn't do that, but as you could imagine, or as you can see, this is kind of like a transformational journey that she set up for her fans that they're going on. And at each milestone along the way, they're getting more and more value, either in the form of getting more comedy or in the form of just being closer to her in person. Uh, but it's following the same exact model that I mentioned before. And you better bet that at each level she's charging more and more for it. So like the the tickets for the after party show thing, I don't even know what they were. I could already, I could only imagine how expensive those things were. Uh, but you know, people were getting more value because they were going to be partying with Tiffany Ash. So when creating a transformational journey for your audience, a great way to begin mapping it out is to start by envisioning just like what is the best possible dang result, the best transformation that you can provide for your audience. Uh, and just like any journey, you know, before you get started with making progress towards the destination, you got to have the destination in mind. So ask yourself, you know, if there are if there were no limits on your budget, no limit on how much you could charge, you know, what would that result be that you would get or that you would try to provide for your audience? And just give yourself time to think about this, you know, don't don't hold back on any ideas that 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 may come to mind. 
you know, this is kind of the time to get creative with the ideas, write it out, map it out on paper. And then once you're done writing out all the ideas that you can think of, then you can kind of continue forward with this, with this journey. So in a perfect world, you know, you'd be able to put this offer out into the world and those who needed it would see it and they'd just buy it up immediately. Uh, but that normally won't happen. The reason why is because big offers with big price tags require a lot of trust. And how do you build that trust? Well, you build it with lower-priced offers. And these low-priced offers still give a whole lot of value in return. Um, most of the time, these are called like low-commitment offers. You know, you could imagine it like offering to, like, let's say you want to ask someone out on a date. You could just immediately go to the person and be like, hey, you want to go on a date? They might say yes. Most likely they'd say no. But imagine if you went up to someone, you're like, do you want to marry me? You're like, what the, I don't even know your name. And that's what a lot of people do sometimes when they do these big offers up front. But a low commitment offer, it's like trying to hold the door open for someone. Um, or, you know, you're inviting them to some type of social event where there's other people. It's not just specifically go to a thing with me, but hey, I'm going to an event. Would you like to be part of going to this event? You know, so these behaviors, you know, these actions, they provide safe opportunities for you to express your interest in the person without that person having to really commit big to anything. So if holding a door open for someone you liked meant that they had to marry you, then, you know, people would be way more hesitant to walk through doors because, you know, that's a big commitment. But if you do small actions that require little to no commitment from the other person, uh, then you and that person will begin to know if it's appropriate to move on, to, you know, to, to do something that requires a little bit more commitment, that requires a little bit more trust. So for your audience, a small commitment might be subscribing to your show. You know, if they're able to consume your content whenever they like, and if they get value from the show, you know, they'll stick around. And if they receive enough value, they're likely to be interested to check out your higher value content, like maybe like a lead magnet, maybe some private live stream that only your email list can participate in. Uh, essentially, what you're doing is you're going to be creating like these this like breadcrumb trail, and this trail is going to lead to that massive offer, that really big transformative thing that you drafted out earlier. So by providing transformation and amazing value at each milestone along the way, they'll trust you enough to move on to the next milestone. So if you have ideas for things that you can offer at slightly higher price points after the, that initial low commitment offer, um, you know, feel free to like write those things down. And if you, aren't a, if you aren't having any ideas for what you can offer, um, you know, just keep listening. You know, maybe you'll get some, some inspiration as I, as I keep giving some more examples. But I do want to point out that not everyone will make it. Not everyone will make it to the, to that big transformational, to the big transformational thing at the end of the journey. But it doesn't mean you got to cut the journey short. So, for example, when I first implemented this in my podcast, I cut the journey short for my podcast, for, for my audience. Uh, even though I had people who wanted more, I was, I, I was way too short-sighted early on to implement a next step for my audience. And I missed out on, honestly, it probably would have been tens of thousands of extra dollars. Uh, but what was really disappointing is that not so much like, oh man, I missed out on all this money, but it's like there's people that really wanted more transformation that I could have provided for them and I didn't give them opportunities 
to do that. So, you know, if you don't want to, you don't want to cut people's journeys short. You might be surprised uh, who will want to continue to go to go on this adventure with you. You know, so this is why I kind of started with that brainstorming session of starting with the high ticket thing, the higher priced offer, because now you know where you're actually going to be leading your audience. But you know, since we aren't going to come right out, tell our audience about this audience in the beginning, you know, it's wise to build out that low commitment offer first. Uh, typically, the price range for it, it could be free all the way up to like $30. You know, think of it like, um, like I've seen this, this done before at like dentist's office where they offer free teeth cleaning to new patients or maybe like churches, for example. Churches will offer free pizza to new guests. Um, you know, it doesn't cost anything to the new visitor, but typically there's always something else that's offered or marketed to the people who attend the free thing, whether it's getting the free teeth cleaning or it's the free pizza gathering after church or something like that. Because um, typically the goal of the low commitment offer, it's not to make money off the bat. If anything, the amount of money you make on this is typically only going to cover the cost of the expenses. Um, it might only cover the cost of advertising, you know, something like that. But there are brands out there that don't use a lower price or low commitment offer because, because of that very reason. They just want to make money really quickly up front. But you might be asking yourself then, like, okay, well, why would I have these lower commitment offers if it's not going to make any money? And the reason why is because it does a really great job at building rapport with new or existing, existing listeners in your audience base. So when people feel that they've received value, they're more likely to open up and give back in return. So you can imagine it like that whole example with the, you know, the person opening the door for you. And when you walk in and you see another side, you see another set of doors, you'd be like, oh, well, let me hold this door open for the person that held the door open for me. Because you can imagine it'd be kind of odd if uh, you know someone held the first door open for you, you walk in, you see another set of doors, and you just stand there, you're just waiting for that person to walk in to then open the other door for you. You know, that'd be like kind of weird. <laughs> and that's kind of like the idea behind the low commitment offer. You know, you're giving something of value to them, and in return, they'll feel more attached to your show, and they'll be a bit more open to hearing about what the what the next things are that you're going to be offering them. In fact, people who receive a lot of value from low commitment offers, they're significantly more likely to actually buy from you in the future, which is pretty cool. Um, I don't know why, but you know, in our brains, when we buy stuff, you know, there's these endorphins that get released and we're in the state where we're more likely to buy things that can enhance the purchase that we've already made. Uh, but the most difficult part of getting someone to buy is actually getting them to buy from you in the first place. And after that, you know, it gets much easier. Like there's a lot, there's a lower barrier that you would have to overcome after someone makes like the initial purchase. You know, it's kind of like trying to convince someone to do a workout or trying to convince yourself to maybe go to a friend's house or something or just to leave the apartment. <laughs> the hardest part is always just getting up and getting out. But once you're up and you're finally moving, you know, the mo that momentum continues to help move you forward. And the same idea is true when you're buying products or if you're trying to get one of your listeners to buy products. It may take a lot to get the initial purchase and uh, having that low price or that really low risk offer helps to combat that. You know, it's like, oh, it's only $2. You know, it's not that bad and you're getting a really great thing in return. So it's kind of like, eh, may as well. 
And then when someone does buy the low commitment, they're more likely to buy the other great things that you have to offer too, because they've already bought from you. They're like, all right, well, you know, I didn't die. It's fine. <laughs> you know, so it's like, okay, and this thing was great. May as well see what other great things they got to offer. So what are, well, uh, this episode's going on a little bit long, but maybe in the next episode, I'll talk about examples of some low commitment offers. But I want to say, like, you know, thanks so much for listening, getting all the way to this point. I really hope that this, this information was able to help you on your journey to create a journey of transformation for your audience that'll allow you to not only impact them more deeply, but also help you generate some more revenue as well. So thanks so much for listening. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Want to be part of a community of like-minded, impact-making podcasters? Or maybe you'd like to get access to exclusive trainings to help grow your podcast for free? If so, I highly recommend you come check out the Impact Podcaster Academy private Facebook group. In this group, I upload exclusive content, free downloads, and interact with members one-on-one. It's a great place to ask questions, share feedback, and get plugged into a group of passionate and skilled people who can help take your show to that next level. It's a fun place to come learn, ask questions, and contribute in. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash impact podcaster academy. That's facebook.com forward slash group forward slash impact podcaster academy.